I'm in Bali because COVID gave me this great opportunity to leave Toronto, where I go to school at, um, I go to university in Toronto, and COVID sort of because uh, financially it just made sense for, for me to not be paying Toronto rent. And um, I had the opportunity to come to Bali, where my parents are living. So I'm here. Um, a little bit of, a little bit more history about my life. I have, was born in Maryland, where, just like outside of Washington D.C. in the U.S. Um, and I left when I was four years old. So. Or I was four or five, somewhere around there. Um, obviously, at that young of an age, you don't really um, have the strongest memory. And I guess, like, as I've grown older, I, I pretty much have... You could count on two hands the amount of memories that I have from being in the U.S. So I feel very little connection to that country, to you know, the place that I was born, um, and, uh, yeah, I moved to the Philippines at age four. My parents are international teachers, and they decided to move me and my two brothers, one older, one younger, out to the Philippines. Um, I lived there for six years. I had a beautiful childhood. Um, again, I'm so grateful and blessed for, you know, that decision that they made. I, I feel so lucky every day that I've been giving, given this perspective of, of the world. Um, and then I, we moved to Nigeria, to Lagos, um, where I had my middle school years, my first year of high school, um, sort of not the greatest city ever, but the people, the culture runs so deep there. Um, I, I, I've made some of the best friends of my life that I still, you know, really value those, those friendships. Um, and I was there for four years and then we went to Quito, Ecuador, which is where I graduated high school. Um, beautiful country, very, very near and dear to my heart. I think whenever we have conversations and people ask me, oh, where's your favorite place that you stayed, I guess, overall, I sort of answer with Ecuador, because beautiful country, beautiful people, beautiful school, and, um, yeah, some, some rough years there, but, but, uh, I guess it's like, you know, if there's bad, then you value the good, so I, I really value the good that happened there, um, and then, and then I moved to Toronto, which is where I was at university for two years, and then COVID brought me over to Bali for my third year of university, and it looks like I'll be here for, for the whole year, um, depending on the vaccine and whatever. Um, <laughs> so, so with this lifestyle that was sort of, you know, it wasn't chosen by me, and I don't mean to say that in a way that, you know, I hate my parents for doing that. I really don't. I'm very appreciative. There was a point in my life where I was like, 
sort of upset that I had to keep uprooting, um, uprooting myself and, you know, starting fresh. Um, and, uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. So with that life that, that I've lived, you know, relationships have had to, you know, they're, they're broken unless, unless I put effort into keeping them up. And, um, recently with this move, I, I've struggled, I've struggled with maintaining some of these connections and, and relationships with friends at university. Um, I guess that, you know, as a kid first leaving the U.S., you're, I'm four, like, just imagine you're, you're literally four years old. Email isn't a thing. Like, you, you've, you've made these friends that, you know, you go on playdates with and you go to the park and you, you sort of don't really, you, you don't understand things yet. you you live day to day and, and, and there's very little worry and, um, and yeah, I mean, leaving, I don't think I even understood what the hell was happening when, when my parents put us on a plane and, and we went to the Philippines, you know, that, that's not a memory that I, that I have. So I, I don't know how I felt at the time, but I get to the Philippines and I, I grow up and I, I go to kindergarten and I go to first and second and third and fourth and, and fifth grade. And I make all of these friendships and, um, I, you know, I start to, um, you know, understand the value of, of these friendships. And, and then I, I get told that we're leaving and, and we're going to Lagos. And, um, I didn't, at that point, I'm 10, I didn't have a phone, um, I remember like people were starting to get phones, but in my family that was a, a no-no for a while. <laughs> um, so I I remember asking my parents if I could have an email, and they were pretty reluctant because the internet was a scary thing when it was so sort of unknown at the time. My parents are very techie people at the time. Um, um, and so it took a little bit of persuasion, but I, th- I think they understood that at 10, like once you have these like childhood friendships, you don't want to just let them go. Um, and so they gave me this email and I remember, you know, using Gmail chat and trying to get my friends emails. They would write them down in the yearbook front or back of the yearbook sign their names whatever and um and I think I mean if I looked at my email now there'd probably be like maybe four of those emails (laughs) like my close friend group that I that I actually managed to put into gmail and everything and um and I I bet there's chats with two of those people so so you know that wasn't super successful um and uh, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, I think as a kid, you you sort of obviously feel like this sadness leaving, but I think there was 
more to look forward to and maybe that was just the way that my parents spoke to us about the situation they made it a really positive thing um and i i i have a great relationship with my family and extended family and so i think i felt very supported and i didn't um i didn't really feel such a deep loss to the point where I was putting in extreme amounts of effort to maintain these friendships that I had built in in the Philippines and obviously I'm young so so there's no need to beat myself up for that um and uh funnily enough a lot of my close close friend group that I had as as a kid there even though I didn't get their emails, you know, now it's 2020 and um, I'm 20 years old and I'm finding these girls on Instagram. And so that's just, you know, it's, it's sort of cool how, you know, even though I hadn't daily, weekly, monthly, yearly been speaking to these girls, it's like they still exist. I still feel thankful and I still you know have those memories with them running around Subic running running on the streets playing with like ripsticks and actually I guess I wasn't old maybe I was maybe not a ripstick maybe more like a scooter (laughs) bouncing on trampolines riding horses whatever it was going to the beach I still have those memories and and so keeping up that communication wasn't necessary I also think that to to decrease the hurt and this the hurt that I that I felt I think that somewhere in my mind after that move to Nigeria, my brain was like, you know what? Something started to develop that was saying, you know what? Maybe it's just easier to look forward. Maybe it's just easier to not feel so deeply about saying goodbye. Maybe maybe you just need to put those emotions on hold or um, only look at the good or whatever it was. And I think that now, with where I am at 20 years old and, and with this move from Toronto to Bali, I really see the effects of that. Um... I see how other people, like, don't understand that about me. That for me, leaving a, a city for a year, you know, when th- when there's, like, a time stamp on it. It's like, normally when I, when I left a country, my parents never said, you know what, we're going to be here for two years. We're going to be here for, for three. We're going to be here for six, whatever it was. There was no end date. There was no, like, time that I knew, like, oh, I'll be going back. And with this move, to to some extent, I feel pretty strongly that I'm going to be going back to Toronto in a year. 
and now now even less than that um and so for me saying goodbye with the understanding that i'll see them soon um you know it didn't really hurt as like sad as that is it's like my brain has developed this right so like all of my all of my friends and all my family members who maybe don't have that I don't want to call it a skill because I don't know if it's like this positive thing or whatever but one way or another it's like built into me they just don't get that and so their hurt is far greater from what I understand than than my hurt and um I think that on my end, I didn't put in enough effort, and I, I'm still working on this. Um, I think that my friends expected more communication. I think that they expected more phone calls, more texts, more photos, and whatever, and... Um, and that's just not natural to me. I'm so used to, you know, again, leaving Nigeria after middle school, which is like, you know, I had my little girl group and I love them all still. And we had Facebook at that point. <laughs> and I had, you know, I still have these girls on Facebook and I have them on Snapchat and, and we're all good, good friends. Um, but when we left it, there was like... I guess we had sort of talked about ideas of meeting up and going on a trip together or, um, or um, you know, meeting up at, with each other, seeing each other at university. And we sort of did stay in touch, but but there's there was no expectation. There was no, like, we all understood that in this life of being an international kid, it's like... I guess it's just programmed into us and I think that they understood that about me and so I didn't feel this pressure to to keep up with them in the way that I do with with my friends in Toronto um I guess I just don't know how to navigate it as I don't want to say it's a negative thing or a positive thing cause it's just sort of just like what it is it's definitely something I want to work on, but, um, yeah, I, I don't feel like negatively about those relationships that I had with that girl group from Nigeria. Um, I feel like we're, we're all at good, good points and we fill each other on and the big stuff or if something little happened and I feel like sharing that, then I do that, but there's no pressure and, um, you know, it's sort of like as much effort as you put in, it's like you shouldn't expect that effort from the other other people. And I, I've sort of just, oh, like, I understand that for me. Um, but getting back to, getting back to these relationships um, from Toronto to now me being in Bali. So there's a year stamp on, on my time here. I'm feeling like two months into knowing or two months before the date that I left Toronto I already feel like my emotions being suppressed a little bit sent to the back of my head I'm like you know what it's game time it's it's travel time I'm packing I'm I'm 
ending my lease or my yeah my rent lease my my roommates moving out I'm like I'm packing out my stuff I'm living at a family's at one, one of my family's um house or I said that wrong my aunt's house um I'm you know things like the game the game is on I'm like in travel mode <laughs> and it's sort of like okay I'm at point a and I need to get to point B and let let's just you know full speed ahead uh sort of feeling like I had those you know like those racehorses that have little blinds over their eyes that are just keeping them looking in one direction that that was sort of where where I was at um and uh I for people I mean people who don't know me personally I'm like a big crier like I'm a big feeler I really am a very emotional person like I I feel other people's emotions strongly I feel my own emotions strongly and and I am a big crier and normally saying goodbye or no like that would be a sad thing and like I would bawl you know I'd I'd be bawling like all the time just thinking about it but but this time I don't know if it was like because I felt like I had such strong relationships with my friends in Toronto or if it was because I knew I was only going to be in Bali for a year or whatever it was I didn't I didn't feel that 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 sadness um or maybe it's just because this is the what is it the fourth time fifth time that I've I've left and and restarted I Maybe it was because I was coming to the comfort of like being at my family home and and I, I you know, it was like I was looking forward to that and I wasn't feeling the, like so much, I don't know, there was so much to look forward to and whatever it was, I ended up feeling like a guilt of like, wow, like I should be feeling worse. You know, I said goodbye to my best friends, and I had, like, maybe one tear, and then it was like, well, I have 60 other things on my to-do list to do today, so, like, I guess we're gonna not do the crying thing and, like, just get onto the list of tasks. Saying goodbye to my grandmother was was difficult but again it, it it was like where is that a deep amount of emotion that normally I feel that just I feel like it isn't there um I don't know and and I don't know it 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 was sort of like this this hard thing for me to comprehend because I was like am I growing up or is this like no longer part of my personality or like who I am like doing Oh my gosh, there's the Take lizard is above on my roof. I'm scared of this lizard. For It's like this huge lizard in Bali and I'm scared. So I actually have a mosquito net above m- above my bed that acts as the Take protection layer. But anyway, hopefully it stops making noise. Um but yeah, I I was I was feeling I was just feeling scared. I was like is this am I growing up? Do I not cry over things like this anymore like who am I like where where have I let myself get to 
and it was scary it was like i guess i i just don't feel like myself like i feel like i'm this being that has a list of things they need to get done and it's like let's do it and let's not think so deeply about it um and that was sort of just how it went and i i sort of like understood that a bit while it was happening but more so after it happened and and even more so when i started hearing from my friends that they felt distant from me or that they missed me and that that was hard hard for me to hear because it felt like I sort of failed at maintaining these relationships I guess it, it felt very negative and I I quickly without putting too much time into thinking about it was slapping on the band-aid of sending an I miss you text back or you know like I don't know if that makes sense like I hope that this is somewhat understood but like if your friend is telling you they feel distant, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna do my best to try and give you what you need from me out of this relationship. So if you're feeling distant, I'll tell you I miss you. If you're feeling distant, I will call you more often. And then it was like, I would call and I would be like, well, you don't even have anything you want to share. Like, obviously, Obviously, I when I'm calling my friends, it's like I, I want to hear about their lives and their people that I love and people who I want to know how they are and what they're up to. But it was sort of like on my end and, and this seems very selfish of me to even have these thoughts, but it's like I didn't have things in my life that I felt like I... I wanted to share with them and so it was almost like why would I oh my gosh yeah it is awful now that I'm saying it, it, it I, I was thinking like why why would I call if if I feel like I, I can't sort of add to this conversation and and I know that's wrong because now even me sorting out these thoughts this is what I was saying at, at the start of like me, me all these thoughts being put into sentences it's like okay I get it now uh the way that I should have been supporting my friends is calling and just letting them speak to me and and just being a listening ear and and you know I definitely I definitely didn't do that enough and um yeah I definitely was was just not calling it and then there's also like this this limbo of how much can I expect myself to live two lives? How much can I expect myself to to keep up these friendships communicating daily or weekly even seemed like this immense amount of pressure to me. It was like, why would I make myself continue my life in Toronto while 
I'm here in Bali. It's like, am I giving myself a fair shot at building relationships here? Am I giving myself a fair shot at having this quality time with my family that I know I'm so lucky to be able to have right now during the pandemic? Like, I wanted... It's like this conflict of, in my head of h- how m- much time do I devote to school in Toronto and you know my peers there and my profs there and my friends there and then how much do I devote to being present here and I don't know if I have an answer for that but yeah I guess I just don't have an answer um Yeah, maintaining these relationships, they're just hard. And and it's not something that you can, like, put under one big umbrella and be like, this is how you do it. Because every friendship, every relationship that you have is different. Like, the relationship that I have with my friend Victoria is totally different than the relationship I have with Brooke. So... Actually, maybe I shouldn't be using their names. I don't know. But, um, it's like, they're different people, and out of the friendship that I have with them, they need different things. I hope this is still recording. I just had a freak out. Oh yeah, she's going. So, so, you know, maybe one person needs to needs reminders that I'm here for them and maybe the other person doesn't need that at all and and once in a blue moon we'll we'll you know talk and I don't think that either one is you know better because it is totally just situational and unfortunately I definitely didn't do a good job at gauging uh, the firstly, like the fact that my friends in Toronto who aren't international kids, like they didn't understand this part of me as much as I thought that they did, and that's my bad. Like I never explained it. I never had this conversation that I'm having with myself, <laughs> recording with them, and um, I guess. I don't know, I expected them to know this about me and that that was totally unfair on my part. Um, and I I did a bad job at determining what were the ways that I needed to help these different... Or to what, what were the different strategies or different ways that I needed to maintain each separate relationship. And you know, how much effort was needed where, how can I show my love from far away, like, how do you, how do you do that, um, it's, it's totally, it's totally, like, an unanswerable question, like, there's no right, there's no one thing, so that, that's hard, um, and, 
in the past I'm so guilty of leaving and and just leaving and saying like well I guess I'll see you when I see you and um I talked to my younger brother because I I needed a second perspective to know that I wasn't the devil for for being bad at maintaining these relationships and and he was saying um Ryan you know it's it's easier for us to shut down the emotion. It's easier for us to talk to those friends less because the more you talk to them, the more you miss them. The more you wish you were with them, the more you think about them and think about how they're not here with you. And whether or not there's another way at looking at that, it's definitely like personally i can relate so hard to that and I, and i really feel i feel that way like the more i talk to you the more i think about you the more i think about the memories that we have and how i can't build more of those with you here and how wow, now I'm on my own and and now I have no friends in Bali and now it's like so overwhelming the lack of friends that I have here and, and how far away they all feel, you know, with them being in Toronto. So, I don't even know. Like, I wish that there was an end point that I would would come to, but um, I don't know. I, I guess it's just something that I care so deeply about. I think that I owe a lot of this to um, my friend Victoria again. Like, she's taught me so much about thinking about life in this other way and, and not looking at it just as sort of the the trend uh, the equation that people are following right now which is like school university job marriage kids you know like that sort of equation and the emphasis that people have on like finding this lifelong career or devoting so much and it's like you know the idea of like we live to work rather than like we work to live um, and Victoria has has taught me about the the value of relationships, and and this is this is somewhat new friendship for me. Like I've known her for two 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 and a half years, and I mean it feels like a lot longer. Um, I feel like she knows me very well. Um, but I guess I lo- wait. I sort of somewhat lost my train of thought. I'm just trying to think about how I put this into words. It's like she taught me the value of relationships, and and she taught me how to prioritize people in your life over what you do. That ultimately is like out of self-gain like for money or or whatever it is um 
and like just devoting your time to other people and I think I I do it well but she like she definitely helped me question my priorities and question like where are you choosing to spend your time and you know I'm very I'm very grateful for that and so I think this is why this topic of of maintaining relationships and connections with people has has been weighing so heavily on me because over the past six months with quarantine and I was in Toronto in in the summer and I didn't have work and so much of my time was being devoted to people around me and I realized how much time you can really put into another person and how much you can learn about another person and how much improvement there can be in your relationship with with your friends and family when when you work isn't when work isn't really a, a factor in life um and i was so proud and i still am but i was so proud of myself at the points my relationships got to over over that summer and how much time I was, you know, devoting devoting to those relationships. And I guess right now it feels like I don't do that. And so this is really weighing on me pretty heavily. I don't even know. Also feel like I have so little of those like deep relationships that I had built. Like first of all I have a pretty small friend group and like if I hang out with you it's because I adore you. Um, And like I don't you know I guess I depend on my friends for like my friends bring me back to life when when I'm so stuck in my head and and I I like my you know my thoughts are doing what they are right now and just like running off the page and um I sort of like can get pretty it can get pretty gloomy up up in my brain and and my friends very much you know bring me back to reality and they sort of like bring this silliness back into me and and like just make me enjoy things and and being in being in bali i've I've had to do that for myself and of course i miss my friends um it's like funny for me to say because like ah i don't know it's like do i want to go there i'm gonna start getting sad i don't know but um yeah i mean of course i miss them and i do love them and i i hope that they feel the love from far away actually I guess I want to talk about one other thing it's like and then and then I'll end it but like I talking about love languages talking about like how I I receive and I show people love it's like so much of that for me is like quality time like if I'm spending time with you it's literally because I I love you so much and I like I want to be there with you no distractions and just like like just be with you like that's just 
how I feel so connected to to a person and um you know also acts of service is a huge one for me I love to cook for people I love to offer like to help them clean up or offer to help them run errands or like keep them company or like help them out with school like whatever it is like I'm so like I'm so there and um it's also like how do I do that from far away you know and and recently last week one of my friends wasn't feeling all too well and and I was I mean I I don't actually know the situation that was happening but I wanted to be able to connect with her and so I was like well how the hell do I do this it's like I can't bake her a batch of cookies (laughs) it's like like, I know how stupid that sounds but like obviously problems aren't going to be fixed with cookies but it's like for me it's like knowing that the thought and the effort I put in is there and like hoping that they see that in like whatever product I end up giving them or like you know let me take you out for coffee and let's talk about it or whatever it was it's like I can't do that here I'm literally chained like I can't get on a plane and like go give you a hug like that just doesn't work so so I've recently been like ordering my friends little gifts on Amazon and then it's like Ryan you're not made of money <laughs> Shit. but I, I I'm just like uh, like I'm, I'm I love giving people gifts but it's like the last thing Like, everything else comes before then in, like, the love languages things. Like, gift giving is, like, I don't, uh, like, because I don't feel love when people give me gifts. I mean, I do, but, like, if someone does something for me, I feel way more love than them, like, giving me a chocolate or, like, whatever it is. So, it's, like, that's the last thing I want to do to show you that I love you. And that's sort of, like, where I'm at with, like, being in Bali and them being in Toronto so anyways I've been sending gifts and it's like it's sort of fun but it's also like I can't just keep doing this like I'm gonna have to come up with other other ways of of showing this love um and and yeah it's it's very like restrictive anyway anyway I don't even know they're like this is I guess this is just me right like there's definitely more to work on but I don't know maybe maybe my friends will listen to this and and have a little bit better understanding of of who I am where I come from and and all that it's a little later and it's raining and my neighbors are being a little loud so I'm sorry if that's messing with the audio but I wanted to come back and um, finish off this first podcast with a quote. So it's by Harriet Lerner and it's from The Dance of Connection. Our conversations invent us. Through our speech and our silence, we become smaller or larger selves. Through our speech and our silence, we diminish or enhance the other person. And we narrow or expand the possibilities between us. How we use our voice determines the quality of our relationships, who we are in the world, and what the world can be and might become. Clearly, a lot is at stake here. So I I didn't want to say too much, 
and give too much of my own opinion. I think that there's so much truth in what she has said, and I think she's said it really well. Um, I think that in relation to these long-distance, um, communicating long-distance, I think there's so much power in, in the words you use, and there's so much power in your silence as well, and, um, it, what you say and, and the space that, you know, you leave the other person room to fill, they really just can, you know, it, it can be, it can be quite fragile, and I think, you know, you don't want to be overly cautious because you, you want to speak your truth, but, um, yeah, I think just being mindful of, of making sure that you're playing both the listening ear and, and also adding, adding to the conversation in your own way. I think, I think it's important to be mindful of that. Um, I, I don't, want to feel, I don't want to feel the need to come up with, like, one answer. Um, I think that, <laughs> first of all, that's just, like, a little scary for me, like, overall to, to say, like, oh, yes, this is the way of maintaining long-distance relationships. No, I think, I think there's always more to learn, and I definitely don't think I'm perfect, but I think that this, uh, space, me, me speaking aloud, definitely helped clear my mind and I hope it offered some sort of insight for you um, either to start exploring your own thoughts on the topic or just to see another perspective. Um, if you listened all the way through, I am so appreciative. That's so cool. I, I hope you guys can tell like how much I enjoy doing this because it, it's been super fun for me and this is just the first one so I really really do appreciate it so much um I need to figure out a way to end these but that can come later um anyway to to my friends who said yes Ryan just start start it do it <laughs> um thank you for the support and if there are, if there's anyone out there who's needing the push to begin something that maybe they've been thinking about for the, for a while, I hope that you know that the time is now and, you know, why, why wouldn't, what's holding you back? Yeah, so I guess I'm going to sign off. So this is Ryan Winkle. Sorry if that was super loud in your ears, but I'm excited and and yeah, that that was the first podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>